Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, get set, let's go! This is the Kolb Strong Power Podcast with your host, Jimmy Kolb. It is my pleasure to share my knowledge here with you on all things powerlifting, equipped lifting, and competing. Each week, I'll be answering your questions, sharing my training tips, with heavy emphasis on bench pressing. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. It is the Cold Strong Power Podcast. I have another Q&A for you here today. Five questions I'm going to answer. Today's topics revolve around competing, those who want to start competing, and tips on competing in general. Uh, did you know that if you were genetically born to bench press, you mechanically have the worst leverages for deadlift? And the same goes the other way around. If you have perfect body mechanics for deadlifting, it puts you in an extreme disadvantage for the bench press. One of the best examples I can remember, Andy Bolton, when he was squatting 1,200 and deadlifting 1,000 pounds in competition, he was only benching in the 600s. Adversely, someone like myself or possibly Tiny Meeker, Ryan Canelli, who are built to bench, are terrible deadlifters. Not to take anything away from any of those guys, but I am a terrible deadlifter. I've got crappy body mechanics. Just a fun little fact for if you didn't already know that. So I'm going to get to the questions right now. The very first question I have, what are my three biggest tips for someone who wants to start competing? The very first tip I have is obviously you need to find a crew. If you've never competed before, find a crew of people who have competed, are currently competing, training for a competition. You need to surround yourself with those who know what they're doing, know what to look for, know how to train for the big meets. If you've never done one before, uh, you you really need to surround yourself with those people who have and know what they're doing. They're going to be able to tell you what to do, how to do it, what you need to do, what you're going to need to do to prep for it, uh, things of that nature, some of the rules that you're going to have to follow. Uh, things like that. And it's good. It's a good thing to surround yourself with people that are also stronger than you. They can push you. They can motivate you. They can give you c- constructive criticism. I still take constructive criticism uh, almost every day when I'm benching. If it's not from one of my lifting buddies, it's from my wife, who's always correcting me or telling me, hey, that looked wrong or hey, that looked really good. You should go up. You should put another 100 pounds on there. Oh, good God almighty. So yeah, find yourself a crew of people who know what they're doing. My second tip would be to start training those competition lifts. Okay, you're going to have if you're going through a full meet, then you're going to have to start training that those squats at parallel or even below parallel, working your heavy doubles, singles and triples, right? If you have to walk the weight out, if you use a monolift, lift, whatever, start training adding your commands in the bench or adding a start press rack or if you just don't have a start command just press and rack start pausing start getting used to pausing on your bench presses i know it sucks but it's part of the sport your deadlift i mean i don't know much about deadlift you pick the bar up off the floor and don't let go of it till it's on the floor again don't drop the damn thing you know so start training for those competition style lifts while at the same time also always adding your variety that way you're not going to fall under the law of accommodation you start regressing and going backwards my last tip is Find a competition to go to where a lot of people are going. I've seen it before where one individual wants to go to a competition. Maybe it's his 
federation of choice that's not other people's favored uh, federation of choice and they end up going alone or they end up not going with more than a couple of people because the meet is very very far away or we're training for this competition over here we can't take time to leave what we're doing and go help this individual but I've done the same thing myself I've gone to meets completely but just by myself or with just with Katie before because uh, nobody showed up nobody wanted to go it was too far or we had to work whatever so try and find a competition where you're going to be going with a lot of people maybe you have to go outside your federation of choice now I would I I would never go to a USAPL meet or USPA that's a little I would go there to help somebody but I wouldn't be going to compete but uh, go go with a meet where a lot of people are going to be there so they can help you. You can not worry about your warm-ups. you got your handoff crew. you got guys who can wrap your knees or grab your gear or remind you of this. Okay, Surround yourself with your crew at a competition. Don't go to a meet by yourself. Question number two, what to know before you walk into a competition? So that, that's, that's a little extensive. I'm going to narrow it down to a few points. One thing I really am comfortable with knowing is exactly where I'm going to be lifting at. A lot of these competitions have the 24-hour weigh-ins. That's an advantage not just because you can weigh in 30 pounds light and then gain 30 pounds overnight and have that body weight advantage in your weight class, right? But my biggest thing too is knowing the venue, being familiar with it. Where are the bathrooms? Where's the water sources? Where's the food? Where's the platform? What's the what's the warm-up area look like? Is it going to be sufficient? Are there good enough bars? Are the, are the benches crappier in good shape, you know? So get to know your venue prior to you lifting. Take advantage of that 24-hour weigh-in. Go weigh in and walk around, check out the place. Go talk to some of the judges. Go to, go get go get familiar with your surroundings. Walking into a place that's completely alien you've never seen before can sometimes be a little nerve-wracking, can make you nervous. So get comfortable, get familiar, know where things are. Also, you need to know exactly what you're going to be walking into as far as the competition itself. What kind of fed is it? What kind of rules do they have? Monolift, walked out, ER racks, are they strict judging? Are they lifter-friendly? Uh, you know, things like that. Know your rules. Uh, again, checking out the venue can really help with that. Is the platform steady? Things like that. I've been to meets before where the, the stage or the platform lifting on moves and creaks and shifts underneath people's weights. I mean, ridiculous stuff, right? Uh, and, you know, on top of that, if you're a competitive person, what you need to know before you get to the meet, who you're going to be competing with. If you're the kind of individual like myself where I'm competing against just me, and I don't give a fuck who's there right? Uh, then that, that won't matter much to you. But if you're a competitive individual who wants to be number one and wants to get that first place uh, award or whatever, that cash prize, go and find out who you're going to compete with, what kind of numbers you're going to have to work with. Maybe you have to increase your squat or do a little game change on your bench or deadlift. You know, Those are important things to know before you get there. Next question, uh, do you get nervous? <laughs> Of course I get nervous. I'm a, I'm a human being. It's natural. It's, it's good to be nervous, I think. It's, uh, you know, it, you're, you're in a different environment. You're with different people. You've you're, you got judges watching you now. It's an official thing. That's, that's nerve-wracking. Even after 16 years of lifting and 12 of those years being competitive, I get nervous all the time. Uh, it's just natural, you know, to know that this is a real deal and you're, you can, you, you're not at your gym and you're not you know, it's, it's different. It's of course, um, yeah, I get nervous 
every single competition I go to. Now again, because I'm competing with myself, it's not as bad as say when I was in martial arts, when I used to wrestle when I was younger, actually competing physically with another human being the butterflies, right? Yeah, they weren't just butterflies. They were like cannibalistic. Oh, they were. They would eat the lining of my stomach type butterflies. I would get so nervous knowing I was going to have to say, you know, fight another individual physically. I hated sparring when I was in the martial arts. I loved doing boards. I love. I love breaking and I love doing forms. But I hated sparring. I hated it. I hated it. Wrestling. Oh, you talk about. The nerves, oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, no, I do get nervous, but because it's such an individual sport, um, it's not quite as bad as, say, a confrontational one-on-one fight-type sport. Question number four is, uh, how do you deal with distractions at a competition? And you talk about how many things could be distracting at a competition, man. It could be the venue itself. It could be maybe a famous lifter is there that you just awe over and, uh, you know, or, you know, big weights being thrown around or just different noises or people or anything can distract you. But I've been doing it long enough, in my case anyway, where... It's very hard for me to get distracted. I'm very, very, very focused. Uh, now, when I'm in the gym, okay, you know, I'm I'm very lax. I'm very playing around, being funny, haha, and making jokes and whatever. I do that exact same thing at the competition. Okay, I do the I, I crack the same jokes or the hopefully better ones. People actually laugh, but you know, I do the same thing I do at the gym every single weekend because that's routine. You know, I mess around, I do the same things, I keep it normal, I eat the same things, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's very hard for me to get distracted, even if I have main competition there, or if somebody's a rival against me, which I don't, I don't do the whole rivalry thing, I'm just lifting weights, guys, I don't care if somebody beats me, or I lose to somebody, I'm just doing what I want to do, and that's why I'm so focused, I'm there to do what I want to do, and get what I want out of the sport, if I happen to beat people along the way or break a record or whatever, that's more of a bonus. I'm in it for one person, and that is myself. So I don't have as many distractions because I, like I said, it's for me, it's very individualistic. I'm not really competing against others. So uh, distractions, just you just got to stay focused, man, on the, on the task at hand. It, it's something you got to have to, you have to practice and I've only I've been doing comp- competitions for 12 years. So it really comes with repetitiveness and just being able to relax. And the last question has a lot. It kind of goes in conjunction with the last question. Uh, how, how do you get your mind right if you miss a lift? And I'm going to tell you, I've probably missed more lifts than I've gotten good completed lifts in competitions over these last 12 years. It's just the nature of the beast. It's part of the sport. Some of them are crappy calls. Some of them are, I just didn't get the lift, period. I know I didn't get the lift. Um, you know, my 903 was a good scenario. I got my opener and I got my second attempt, 903. I skipped my third because I was emotionally distraught. I just proposed to my girlfriend, <laughs> you know. Uh, the 950, uh, I missed 950 on my second. Had to come back stronger and mentally prepared enough to get it on my third and I got it. My 1035, I missed my opener. I missed my second attempt and then I got it on my third. I didn't let those missed lifts get to me. One of the biggest things I have to remember, and this is something I've been practicing, especially recently being a little bit older and wiser than I was before, is I have to remind myself, I handle 
these poundages plus hundreds of pounds more every single weekend. This is nothing different than what I do in the, in the gym. Yes, I have to go full range. There's commands. There's people watching. It's a different environment. But all in all, I handle so much more weight on a more consistent basis. I do more work. Here's one thing. Keep this in mind. I do more work in the gym than I do in a competition. In a competition, warm up, hit three lifts around 1,000 or a little bit above. That's it. In the gym, multiple sets, doubles, singles, up, 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 uh, above max effort, 100% plus weightage, you know, uh, and, just, I, and I roll off the bench sometimes. I convulse once I have my little, my little uh, fish out of water convulsions that my friends call it. Uh, you know, I push my body so damn hard, so I'm more than prepared when I get to the competition for those lifts. Yes, I'm not going to, don't get it twisted, 1,000 pounds does not feel light, but I'm prepared mentally and physically for it so I just I can't I don't let the misses get to me I get up off the bench oh that was so close damn all right let's go again you know I have a good mental attitude about it it's fun I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't fully enjoy it you have to have fun if you miss a lift oh shit oh hey let's go let's go another one let's repeat that yeah it was good I felt great you know first time I tried a thousand pounds in York uh, last year it felt like 700 in my hands. I couldn't believe how light it felt. I was having a fantastic time. It was so fun. I bombed out. I didn't get a lift in whatsoever, but I still had fun. So you you can't let it distract you. You just have to deal with it and move on to the next, next task at hand. That task is done and over with in the past. There's nothing you can do to change it. Focus on the next one. So there you have five things that I would like to share with you about competing, getting ready for a competition, or how to uh, deal with missing a lift in a meet. I hope you really gained something from this podcast today. That's why I come on here. I'm trying to share as much knowledge as I can to all you fellow lifters. I really hope you're, you continue to tune in and gain some knowledge from me. I really appreciate that. I wanted to let you know that I'm still on Instagram. It's at Colbstrong. Go follow. Go check out my stories. Check out the latest uh, posts, a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, you can check out the show notes here. If you want to drop a question, you can go ahead and do that. Or you can DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Go to my Jimmy Kolbtak Powerlifter on Facebook. Message me through there. If you haven't checked out the Kolbstrong Power Community through Patreon, I do suggest you do that. I've got a lot of information going up. My personal workouts, day to day, week to week, a lot of information, a lot of reviews and topics. I like talking about a lot of videos, a lot of content. And uh, I want to thank you for hopping on here and tuning in. I do, like I said, very much appreciate that. I love you all. Hope you're having a fantastic week. I will talk to you next time. You have a fantastic day.